Welcome to the Expat Cast. I'm your host, Nicole Palazzo, and I want to give a quick warning before we dive into this week's episode that there were some audio quality issues when we were recording. So normally when things like that come up, we're able to find a workaround, but this time everything we tried just would not work. And we were faced with the choice, cancel the interview or just push through and put up with the bad quality audio. And Duh, we went with the latter, and for me, that was for sure the right choice because this conversation was so needed for me. (laughs) I don't know how it's been for you guys, but this spring has just been rain the past month straight. We're almost into June, and I don't think I've seen the sun in weeks. (laughs) This conversation, though, provided me with some spiritual, (laughs) emotional sunshine, which is fitting too, because our guest comes from Mexico. She moved from Mexico to Germany about a year and a half ago, and she brought some of that wonderful Mexican sunshine with her. (laughs) It gave me such a boost to my spirits that I really needed. I hope it does the same for you, and I hope that that is enough to excuse the scratchy audio. (laughs) Let's dive right into it. Macaroon Moments with Ara. in Ingolstadt in the south of Germany. I'm from Mexico and I have been here for almost a year and a half now. And how did this whole big move happen? What brought you here? It was kind of crazy. Um, I have always wanted to live in Europe in, in my life. Like during my studies, I made an internship exchange program in Madrid. And after living in Spain for like a year, I fell in love with, with this European vibe and lifestyle. So then I really wanted to go back to Spain after I finished my studies. Uh, But then I met the typical story. I met my boyfriend, (laughs) (laughs) which is German. Um, uh, He's actually from here, from the south of Germany as well. And we met in Mexico because he was doing an an internship there in Volkswagen. And we met at a party, one thing to another. Then as soon as we realized we were already doing long distance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really common that, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then I decided to give it a go. So the plan was to go to Berlin where he was studying. But then it didn't work out. He got a job here in the South. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what to do in Bayern. You know, like I was out of context in Germany. I had no idea about Germany or anything. Um, but I was like, okay, fine. Let's see what I can find. I came here. And I started to apply to jobs, but then I thought, okay, my German is horrible. This is my actual first job ever. Like I've never worked or have a full-time job in my life. Oh, wow. So was this like right after you finished your study? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I graduated and then I thought, okay, so I could go to Germany or just uh, go back to Spain or see what happens here, whatever. But then I thought, no, I will give it a go in German, in Germany because I don't know, it's something you feel sometimes. Like you feel, yeah, I, I feel it could be good. It could be a good change for me. Yeah, and I feel like on, in terms of a career, it can, it can seem like a bigger challenge to move without a lot of work experience. But at the same time, like I sort of was faced with a similar challenge. Yeah. Where I also moved right after graduation. And I actually found that, yeah, for your career, it's a bit harder and you might have to make some sacrifices at first. But in terms of your personal life, it's 
it's a bit easier to go then versus if you did start your life in in Mexico or if you had moved to Spain and then started a job there and then had to move again you know like it's harder the more the further along you get exactly like I thought I have no strings here like I am literally like free to do whatever I want so why not I don't know like it's a big challenge and I think those kind of challenges are really good to take when you're young and when you have no experience like you said and you have no idea what to expect from the world or from moving abroad so you just do it and also it's a really good thing to have the support of someone you actually love like your boyfriend or your partner and have that support wherever you go to make it happen and then I came here yeah after I graduated then I applied to jobs I thought I wouldn't get it because you know that I don't know if in United States it's the same but in Mexico we get um like a job suhe like when you look for it like the permission to look for a job visa that's like the actual translation yeah so you apply for it and they give you six months to try to find a job here and i came three months later so i actually lost three months of that visa because of uh, my, my boyfriend couldn't find a job and it was kind of everything was delayed so it was like oh my god i only have three months to find a job in germany and i have no no idea you know yes and i was like no this is like i thought it's not gonna happen like i know so many people that are here already like for months and months looking for jobs and they can't find any and i thought no well whatever and then i'm just going to enjoy these three months do a little (laughs) bit travel and then go back again and see another solution but then after one month i think this random guy that i applied i i did an application to a startup but i didn't quite understand what was the startup doing or what was the actual job but then he called me back super fast and he was like hey i'm really interested in your cv could you please come for an interview and i was like yeah sure I went and it turns out that it's my actual job. Like right now I'm actually currently working there. Wow. Yes, and it everything turned out really fast for me here. Like everything worked so fast. The visa, everything. It was kind of like meant to be or something. That's I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, and my case is really funny also because I live in Ingolstadt but I actually work in Munich. So I have to commute some of, of the working days. I don't go every day. I do home office most of the time. But the startup is super small. It's only my boss and I. Whoa. And my boss is not yes, and my boss is not in, not even German. He's from Israel. So we are really weird company <laughs> in the south of Germany doing what we can. And it's been a really, really interesting experience for me. It hasn't been easy for sure. I'm sure we all know that being an expat and uh, moving abroad is quite difficult in many areas. And work and the work area is really difficult as well, mostly at the beginning, because you're not used to the work environment. You're not used to all this paperwork that you need to do beforehand. And also some clients really want to speak in German. Some others speak in English. So also the language barrier is really difficult at the beginning, but then at the end of the day, I see all the growth that I have had, and then 
it's all worth it. You and your boss, do you speak in English then? Yes, yes. Okay. All, all of our communication is in English. So for me, learning German has been a real challenge because yeah. I don't need it. Like, I need it sometimes for some specific clients, but it's just super simple communication, you know, like emails, super short emails. So. Do you know what level they... your German's at? Like at the A1 and 2, B1, I'm two B1. Things? Okay. But like, I think... I really need to to speak more with others, you know, in German, but it's really hard because I work from home and then the only person I talk to daily is my boss. Mm -hmm. We always speak in English. And then when we go when I go out, most of my friends here are Mexican or Spanish. So the only time I need German to be honest is when I go to a store or something and I don't know if that happens to you but uh, German people sometimes when they hear you speak German and they know you're not from here I don't know why but they always change to English or they try to make you you know feel comfortable and then you're like no I really want to practice my German no please speak to me in German but they change so sometimes not even in the stores I need it no, it's so true. It can be actually weirdly hard to force that integration. You know, I, I definitely had an era where I went through that too. And it's I think the problem is because so many Germans can speak such good English. And so it takes it until like late B2 or C1 of level of German until your German's actually better than the average person's yes. English, right? And so, and but yes. how do you get there? So it's, it's hard. I get it. But but I think it's also so important if you're, I mean, I guess that depends on, on your choice too, but are you planning on, do you think you'll stay here for a while? I have no idea. <laughs> I really like it. Like, I love to live here. Um, living in the city, I live, like, I live in a super small city. And like, the biggest thing we have here is Audi. And actually, I think that's the reason why the city has the number of people it, like the amount of people it has but it's so sometimes it can be really boring like if you don't actually force yourself to go out and you know go for a hike because here in germany the nature is amazing so you can go out or you can go to explore some small cities or towns but if you don't do that it can be quite boring sometimes for me here <laughs> um i'm used to the big cities traffic you know these horrible things that you don't like but at the end of the day you you get used to it and then you come here to peace and quiet and you know nature and sometimes it can be boring but i don't know i think i really like it i would like to i see myself for example in the future making a family here i think it's a great place to to start a family for example but i think in the meantime i would like to go to another country and explore more of the world I yeah think. that brings me to one of the questions i had for you so you talked about how you love living in spain and you sort of got this taste for yeah. european life what were you thinking of when you when you think of the expat dream like what does that mean for you i think for me i've been always this sort of person that always wants to be in the road i can never stay in one place you know still so I think the expat life for me has been in in me since I was a little kid. Like I've always dreamed of traveling and exploring new places and just moving. Sadly, my family is not like that. So my family was always like, no, like always stay in the same place. At the beginning, they really struggled to let me go away. So then now I think I feel that my expat life is actually starting and I'm not planning to let it go yeah <laughs> so i'm free to go wherever i want and for me that's priceless and i think i just live the expert life every day and for me it's just these amazing little moments you get when you get to some new place and you're like wow 
I call it macaroon moments. So these moments where you find yourself in a place that you never imagined yourself and you say, okay, I'm here, wow. You know, like you, you really treasure those moments. And yes. for me, that, that's totally. the expert life. And funny story, I call them my macaroon moments because when I was a kid, I always dream of eating macarons watching the Eiffel Tower. And then one day it happened and I thought, oh my God, like this is my macaroon moment, you know, it's actually, I'm here. And it was not as hard as I thought it would be. That's for so me. cute. <laughs> That's actually yes. perfect. And, and then I just had, I got to see my mom have one the other day. I mean, she's not an expat, but she came and visited me and, and we went to Lucerne and we were up in the, the Alps there and you could see oh, her beautiful. have that exact thing where she she loved the sound of music as a kid always get tall picture i mean that's in yes. um, austria but you know this this vision of that whole area with with the alps and the snow-capped mountains yeah. and all that and sipping a hot chocolate overlooking that and she yes. never thought that that would happen i remember as a kid she actually we went on a road trip throughout the u.s and she had us take a picture i think we were in yosemite and she was like, these are big mountains with snow. So just take a picture of me in front of them. And then when I'm old and senile, you can show me it and say that I was in the Alps. And I won't know any better. And then I'll think that I lived my dream. You know, like it was like joking. But but she thought yes. that's like how, how close she would come to it. And then to see her standing, sipping hot chocolate, overlooking the Alps in exactly, real life. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was amazing so so she totally had her own little macaroon moment and I, I I think that's such a perfect way to describe it yes exactly and I don't know like so many people think it's really impossible like for example me now like when am I going to Paris my family doesn't even let me go to you know to another United States for example that is super close <laughs> like when in the world uh, I'm going to go to Paris but then one day it happens and then you think wow like it's it's possible I'm here I don't know how but I'm here and those moments are so precious for me and I think all the expats and all the people that like to travel can relate to this feeling and we all have it and I, I think that's the feeling that makes us addicted to plane tickets and <laughs> even even difficult moments because obviously everyone sees traveling as, as this super cool thing but it also has its ups and downs and sometimes you find yourself yeah, I don't know, lost somewhere and thinking, oh my God, what am I doing here? But then the time passes and then you go back and then you say, oh my God, even those moments are precious for me because yes. those moments taught me, I don't know, how to actually get out of difficult situations in a foreign country where you don't even understand a word. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I think I'm also a little bit more than a year and a half into this whole expat life and in so mm. many ways it's torn me down but I'm I'm still standing you know and it's really yes. cool to sit back now and be like oh I'm so much stronger and more confident than I was before sure yeah. sure and you feel like oh my god if I could actually survive to this whatever yeah. it is uh what can I survive to you know like I could just go to a super random country and most probable thing is that I will actually survive and you're not af as afraid as you you were at the beginning so then <laughs> this is all totally like the the dream reality and it does happen especially on weekends and I'm sure living in Bavaria you can get to so many other places very easily but yes. the day-to-day -day, like you were saying in a smaller town like Ingolstadt like you're just yeah hiking <laughs> And there's not, yeah. you know, there's not much else to do. And then, like you mentioned too, you're working from home. And so that's also kind of hard, especially yes. in such a, a small place. So what is that like mm -hmm. for you? And so how do you, how do you handle this sort of day-to-day -day 
expat life that's maybe less of the dream that we just talked about <laughs> the thing is when i go to munich it's quite easy because days days go so fast in munich you have so many more things to do restaurants bars etc bad side obviously the commute is really long so it takes me like an hour 25 minutes from my door to the office wow. so it's quite exhausting and I know so many people in Ingolstadt that actually do that commute or vice versa, Munich to Ingolstadt. And How it's often quite do you do it? Two days a week. It can be really exhausting at the beginning and I was super annoyed because at the beginning I was thinking, oh my God, like I'm here living in Ingolstadt, what am I doing? Like I should live in Munich and it's always a struggle, you know, but obviously my boyfriend works here in Ingolstadt, we built everything here. Then you get used to it and then I thought, okay, so how can I make this commute actually productive for me? Like not just a bad part of my day. And I started doing like these audiobooks. I actually started studying German while in the train or doing my emails, you know, to actually start working in the train because here in Germany, they, you know, the ETS, they have Wi-Fi, so this kind of train, so you can actually work there. And I started to make it like, like my commute really productive and now I really enjoy it. Like now I'm actually looking forward to jump in the train and put my audio book and then just taking notes and making, you know, making my ride really enjoyable. That's going to do for the commute. Then when I work from home, it's really hard at the beginning as well, because when you think of work, especially your first work, like your first job, you, you think, OK, I want to socialize and I want to grow and I want to be with this so, like this group of people and, you know, like work together. And then you find yourself alone in an apartment in Ingolstadt, <laughs> you know, and then you think, oh, my God, like what am I going to do here? You know, and what I did as well was make a routine like a daily routine it really helps especially when you when you do home office to wake up at the mostly at the same hour every day to actually like stand up and go, go for a walk at least two times a day uh, to always keep healthy snacks in your in your fridge or in your pantry always because you're when you get bored you want to eat so yes it's better <laughs> if you have fruit or something healthy there then after some months, you actually realize that you're really lucky to have the freedom to do whatever you want with your, your day, you know, like, and work whenever suits you and not be stuck in an office for eight hours, which obviously has its positive and its negatives. But then you actually come to appreciate this routine. Really, like I wake up and I can go to the gym and then I go for a, like I make my morning coffee, answer some emails, then fix my home, my apartment. I don't know, do laundry and then go back to work. Like you can actually play with your time however you want. So that's, that's really cool. Um, now I really like it, but at the beginning it's super hard, especially the social part. You have to force yourself to go out and talk to others. You have to force yourself to socialize. <laughs> and sometimes it's really hard, you know, especially being alone all day. Sometimes. I'm super outgoing, but being like working and being alone most of my day has made me super awkward, you know, socially awkward sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes I go out and I'm like, I, I don't know how to speak anymore. Like I don't know what to say. Did you ever try to like work from a cafe or take advantage of yes. the 
different options that you have from working from quote-unquote home but really home could be anywhere yes yeah yes definitely at the beginning I was super close-minded I was like no no it's work so I need to wake up and then work from this time to this time now that I'm more used to it and I actually manage my time however I want I found this group of home officers I call them here in Ingolstadt so we meet for lunch or we actually found some cafes here in Ingolstadt that have really good wi-fi connections so we meet there and sometimes we just do working sessions from there and it's it's really nice actually and it clears your mind like it actually inspires you more like you actually it's really important to just take a break because sometimes also being at home you forget about breaks or anything because like your mind is not used to it like your your mind is used to go out you do your thing and then come home to rest and when you're here all day it's like I don't know it's super weird it's like jet lag sometimes I feel like it's like I don't know where I am I, I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I'm supposed to do so it's really tricky so but how did then, you find these people I found them because turns out that there's a really big Mexican community here in Ingolstadt super weird yeah I came here thinking oh my god nobody's gonna speak Spanish I'm gonna be weird or something but no <laughs> like th there's a super big community it has to do with Audi so in my home city in Puebla in Mexico there's uh, Audi company mm -hmm. and then many people come here because Audi Germany is here in Ingolstadt and they come back and forth so the community has grown bigger and bigger also so many Germans are marrying Mexicans because they go there or vice versa and they oh. fall in love or whatever yeah. so I was super surprised about it so then you know you meet someone and then that someone makes you meet the other one and then out of nowhere i met these people that actually do home office as well that happened to be mexican man your it whole was... expat life is like one thing after another where everything just works out perfectly and you have all of these moments like that's amazing that it's exactly like people that you're going to feel somewhat familiar with that are in similar situations to you that you can relate to that you just found exactly. in english out of all places yes you're right Finding these people, these home officers was for me like, wow, like, I can't believe this because most of them are guys. So I thought, how cool is it that I would never speak to these people back in Mexico. And now in, here in Germany, we actually have so much in common. I was really super close and we even worked together without even working in the same company. So it's one change after the other, but I think it's priceless. Like, I don't think I could have, could have grown so much if I wouldn't have done it or been here. Do you visit Mexico much since you've moved? Uh, no, <laughs> I've been there once. And then I'm going to be there for Christmas this year. I don't feel it's necessary to go that often. Like I think I've always wanted to, to do my thing and travel. And now that I'm doing it, I don't feel super homesick for a reason. Like I don't feel it's necessary. Also, my parents have come already to visit me. Well, okay, so I just thought of this. If, if there's so many Mexican people, there's such a Mexican community in Ingolstadt, are there also like Mexican grocery stores or restaurants? Oh, yeah, it's super funny. <sighs> because everywhere in the world, people think that Mexican food is burritos, nachos, tacos, yeah. you know? Uh, so here there's so many burrito places to go to. And I'm sure in most of the big cities, also like in Berlin and stuff, there's so many Mexican restaurants. 
and most of them are managed by Mexican people, which for me is crazy. I never thought Germany would be like this in, in, in this Mexican way, you know, like never thought to meet these people here. It turns out that in Ingolstadt, there's an Asian mer market. And in that market, they actually export all these Mexican products which for me is crazy. So all the Mexican community here go to this Asian market to buy these Mexican goodies. If you ask any Mexican in the world what they miss most about Mexico is the food. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's cool that we have those kind of things here in Germany. And also I have found online so many like Mexican products that you can actually order online and they actually get to your home delivered. Whoa. So, yeah, it's really cool. It's 2019 really cool. is sometimes, in some ways, a good time to be alive for things like that. Some it of the other stuff is a bit mess, but yeah, but it's great when you can do stuff like that. <laughs> Makes it so no, much and easier. I think it's a it's a really good time to be in an expat. To be honest, we have all this. We're super spoiled now. Like we have internet, we have these delivery systems that makes you have all the products you want. It's really cool. Like you, you actually don't miss your country that much with all these services. You um, you mentioned when we were prepping for this episode and talking to each other about what we should talk about. You you had this one phrase that I just loved, which was leaving is a process. And to yes. me, that that just spoke to me because it's not true for for everyone, or maybe it is. Even the people who make such a hard cut move, um, I think that's so true. But do you want to tell me what you meant with that? Yeah. So I think many people think, okay, I will leave leave my country and that's it like I leave it and then my new life starts and then I can just you know deal with whatever it's new but I think leaving is not just a moment in your life that just happened in the past and then it's gone like leaving like I'm still leaving I think and I have been here for a year and a half um, leaving is a process where you encounter so many situations and things and people you know and you need to just daily like you have these daily changes in your life where you find yourself in a process of actually disconnecting and learning and opening yourself to new things and new ways of seeing life and i think that's that never changes that never ends and even if you have been in this new place for years and years like that part of you still belongs to the to the others to the other country or to the other place and that can never go away. So in my case, for example, because I come from a family where nobody have dared to move uh, in the past, like grandparents, my parents even, they always stay in the same place. So let's say that I'm the first generation that decided to go and discover new places and actually make a living in another country. So they all look at me like I'm super weird and I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes, they do. And they, sometimes they're like, mm, why? You know, like you have everything. You're like, what? why would you like to go somewhere else? But now my parents, when they came here, it was their first time in Europe. Imagine, like wow. they never, ever went out of Mexico. All their holidays, everything, it's in Mexico. So for them, it was like, wow, like they actually felt that feeling that I was telling you, like that macro moment, like they yeah. were like, my mom was like, oh my God, like I'm actually in the Alps, you know, like, wow. Or I'm actually in Barcelona or my dad, when he visited the Camp Nou, you know, in Barcelona, his favorite team. And he was even almost crying, you know, like yes. he was like, oh my God, like I'm here, you know? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So that's my feeling. That's why, what I'm doing in my life, you know, having all those moments and my parents were like, now we totally understand you and we support you and we're so proud of you to be brave enough to do it. Yeah, and I think 
it comes to our generation also like we're also super lucky or i think we're lucky to have or to be part of a generation that there's to change and there's to you know embrace other cultures and go somewhere else and actually being open to go and work and start a new life in another new place but with with another perspective with the perspective of let's just grow as a human being you know let's just open our minds and, and see what it, see what happens you yes. know and i think that's really really cool and that's that's what i meant of living as a process yes beautiful you have so many good little phrases like that you can you can summarize these like complicated things and these little like in macaroon moments leaving as a process yeah. Yes, and I actually, I've always wanted to start like a blog of something or something like that about this macaroon moments. I've never done it. Um, the, those are some of the projects that I never end up doing, um, but I think it would be a good idea. Oh my gosh, you so should, yeah. And you could even have, you know, different people come on and talk about what it is for them, you know, because exactly. everyone has that dream that for some of us, we've been so lucky to have it filled. And, yes, and that's that's exactly. worth that's worth it all. I think especially on my podcast, sometimes I, I do like to go out of my way to talk about the tough stuff because sometimes you don't talk about it or you think you're alone with it, and that's so mm-hmm. hard. But also, there is the, this reality that sometimes these magical things are your life, and that's really cool. That's really exactly. priceless. Yes, exactly. And when you go look back, those are the moments that pop. You know, like you're like remember this place and then you automatically remember this little tiny moment when you realize something yeah you know, something as cool as as eating my current brother my eiffel tower <laughs> oh man oh it's so good on that note we are going to round the corner and head to home with our ending segment which is called zack 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 so it's a okay. rapid fire question round i'm going to ask you three questions that you're going to answer without thinking it overthinking it just go with your gut okay perfect you're ready I'm ready. What is one travel destination that is the top of your wish list? I think I've always, always, always wanted to go to Africa, like to a safari. Or to, I've always wanted to go to the Dead Sea and do like this Israel road trip with, I I know many people say it's super dangerous, but I don't know why I've always wanted to do it alone. Sorry, I can't say one. (laughs) I think I have three. So the Africa, Israel, and probably India. I've always wanted to to see the Taj Mahal and go to an Indian wedding and eat. <laughs> this is the true traveler's answer. It's like, actually, I have a list. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> <Yes. just one. laughs> Give me a second. Let me tell you my list. Yeah. No, yeah. Good. Okay. Second question. What is your favorite thing about spring in Germany? Oh, the transition. I love, 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 love to see the seasons change here in Germany. Like you can actually, like in Mexico, we don't have that. It's always mostly the same weather. And then when I came to Germany and actually see the winter go to spring, it was for me, it's magical because it's like all the country just comes back to life. And finally, (laughs) what is one recommendation that you have of a Netflix TV show or movie? Oh, I really, really like this food documentaries or these food shows like chef's table and stuff like that i love food and i love to to meet a place through its food so every time i travel the first thing i know i i do is research the best places to eat or the actual main dish from that city or place i'm in so 
watching these shows have opened my horizons. You know, like I've sometimes I watch these kind of shows and I think, oh my god, I need to go there and try that. You know, and go to that restaurant and you know get to get to know this food. Oh, good, very good recommendation. Thank you, Ara, for coming on the show. This was so much fun. And you, you, you've got me really inspired, actually. Like, I really want to get out there and, and chase my macaroon moments now. Ah, oh, thank you, Nikki. I'm really glad that we had this conversation. And I'm really, I, I want to congratulate you for this podcast and what you're doing. It's really inspiring. Oh, thank you. And I will link to it in the show notes. But do you want to um, tell people where they could find you if they want to come follow your journey? Sure, sure. I'm always posting on my Instagram I call my Instagram like my my diary, so <laughs> you can you're more than welcome to follow me. And you can also write write to me if you have any questions or if you want some tips. I would do it gladly. And what's your username on Instagram? My username is Ara, so A R A, and then lower dash, and then Cherry, so C H E R I E, so Ara Cherry. Leaving is a process. The words are still dancing around my head and my heart weeks after we've recorded this, and I hope it does the same for you. Thank you, Ara, for coming on the show. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and forgiving us for the audio problems. <laughs> you can also find our Instagram at The Expat Cast, as well as on Twitter and Facebook, all at The Expat Cast, or you can email us at theexpatcast at gmail.com. I want to send some thank yous to Gordon Eisenach, my partner in podcasting and in life, and to Amy Lungi Art for the logo, as well as to Sidehug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram too, at a hug from the side, and they just had an EP come out. It is super great. Give it a listen. As always, my weekly reminder to please rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. That is the biggest and best thing you can do to help a small podcast like ours reach more listeners. Next week, we'll be back in your feeds with an episode. So we talk to someone who is currently packing her boxes, boarding the plane, and flying on over to her new home abroad. Until then, have a great week.